0: Come on and welcome to Read, Eat, Repeat, the podcast for humble readers and hopeful cooks. I'm journalist Alyssa Warren.
1: And I'm writer Sally Kaloran. And today we're talking about two Australian authors, Meg Mason and her number one seller, Sorrow and Bliss, and also Love and Virtue by Mm. Diana Reid, which I have read. And it was fantastic.
0: And you don't have to have read either or both of these books. For example, I haven't read Love and Virtue. And I haven't read Sorrow and Bliss. Yeah. So it's more about us talking talking about what we liked about it, what food made us, what what we thought about regarding the food in the book yeah. and whether you should read it, We're basically, and that's how this podcast came to life. Exactly,
1: because Alyssa and I would recommend books while we we're walking and we talk about food and we thought that other people might enjoy it as well.
0: And we have a special guest in the studio today, our executive producer, Daisy. Can you hear her?
1: She's crying. crying. She's, She's sniffing. She wants to eat some of the banana cake that Alyssa has cooked. Liz, can you tell me all about this banana cake? Because I've just had a massive bite about bite of it, and it is fabulous. It's a
0: winner. So we're calling this week Cake Week, Sal and Up Days. <laughs> she's yawning. Is it that bad? Yeah. (laughs) Is it that bad? She's already bored. Sorry guys stay with us. So it's cake week and I made a really great banana cake. I usually make the same old banana cake. I love doing a banana cake. My mum used to make a really good banana cake. All my girlfriends at school would love trade. Did you trade at lunchtime? Like Different oh. foods. And well,
1: no one wanted to trade with me. Remember I had tabbouleh sandwiches? Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, other people traded. So my mum made a good banana cake. I could always trade that for something good. Like I had another friend that used to take Jats and cheese and oh. like, oh, so good. Um. Anyway, I loved, loved, loved banana cakes. So I usually make one from taste, yeah. but it's got a lot of white sugar in it and I just felt like I needed to spread my wings a little. Yeah, isn't it funny? funny? I, I always
1: think different. brown sugar's. Just better?
0: So I did. Um, I went looking. I Googled because, you know, I'm an investigative journalist. Um, (laughs) I Googled banana cake with a twist. That's what I Googled. Oh, that's so good. And I got some good stuff. look great. Okay, so these are the ones I didn't cook and I'm going to end with the one that I did. So there's three here that I almost did. And did you combine some? I did. So this is the protein-packed paleo... Sorry about Daisy. Please, can you just ignore that? She's very calmly sitting here. She wants a cuddle. So, the first one I d- didn't do protein packed paleo banana bread. Oh, paleo. It's cake. Listen, I don't know why they say bread. So, that had maple syrup, coconut flour, and almond meal. And I don't have those things in my cupboard. No. So.
1: Maple syrup's the go to thing for sweeteners at the moment.
0: Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. What about coconut flour?
1: Ugh. I once made the, the kids' pancakes using coconut flour and they still talk about how I oh, remember that time Mum made the worst healthy pancakes oh. that was so disgusting
0: yeah well yeah so I didn't do that now the other one that I almost did but it reminded me of you because you last week spoke about the <laughs> but how do you pronounce
1: that oh the dulce deletche
0: Trilech cake. Yeah. So last Tre- week, Trilech. Last week, Sal cooked a cake. It was like a sponge with basically condensed milk on the top of it that yeah. oozed through the cake. Yeah. So you can do a banana cake like that. Oh. That'd be pretty cool. Um, it says you put milk caramel on it with icing sugar and cold espresso. Oh yum that be yum yum.
1: So I love good. coffee and cakes. Coffee it, it, and it banana takes cake. Takes the sweetness out of it.
0: So then I combined these two: spiced banana cake and sour cream banana cake.
1: Ooh, yum. So I
0: mostly did the sour cream. It had no butter. So three mashed bananas, a firmly packed cup of brown sugar. That's pretty good. Usually I'm doing white sugar in about the same amount, maybe more. I love the taste of brown sugar. Four eggs, vanilla extract, 250 grams of sour cream. That's quite a lot. It's a very dense cake, isn't it? Yeah, yum. Sally? Oh, yes,
1: because I've just been eating it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. She's and do you know I love the bananas soaked into the
0: top of it. Yeah, I did and that you've too. got chia
1: seeds on top.
0: Yeah, so I got that off the spiced banana cake. It's good, huh? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Stuffing so your face. Yummy. It's so yummy. So I put in cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and then on the top, I copied the other recipe and I did chia seeds on the top and pepitas because the other one said put pecans on the top well I don't have pecans so I didn't yum I
1: love the pepitas and the um, it's
0: cute isn't it it is a really dense cake it is so yummy well all my kids ate it and I think that's a win that's a massive win did you use any maple syrup Just the brown sugar. Just brown sugar. Um, But the sour, lots of sour cream. But it's really dense and rich. And anyway, it is a banana cake with a twist and I really loved making it. It was fun and something a bit different. So then I looked up the world's favourite cakes.
1: Yeah, okay. What are they?
0: I thought banana cake would be up there because that's quite big on comfort food and Mm. like lots of people eat banana cake. But is
1: this like the whole world? Like
0: is America included or just? Yeah, it's the whole world. Okay. (laughs) It's a very official survey by (laughs) bakeryandsnacks.com. You are an investigative journalist. Number one cake. No, I'm going to tell you number four cake, banana. Number three cake. Yeah. Carrot. (laughs) Ooh, I do love a carrot love cake. I love a carrot cake too. So on this cake, I actually thought you could grate a carrot on the yeah, top. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yum. Oh, my gosh, you listen to you go. Yeah, because um, you could mix the fruit with the vegetable Ooh. and have like a pretty vegetable
1: yeah. cake. Yeah, I'm sure some people would
0: have something um, to say about that. Number two is a cake some. that I hate. What is it? Red velvet. Ugh. Bread. Period cake. Hate it's it. It's
1: so gross, yep. isn't it? Why is that? See, that's why I think it must be Americans involved because – I don't see the point in it's because it's a whole lot of food coloring in it, isn't it? I thought
0: it's beetroot. You put in it. Oh, I don't
1: know. Anyway, number one, chocolato. So, yeah.
0: We love a chocolate cake.
1: I totally agree with you on the. Red velvet, gross. I made about a your chocolate cake.
0: cake this Tell week. me about cake week. Yes. Okay, so
1: I made the old-fashioned chocolate cake from the first ever issue of Galar Magazine. Mm. Um, I don't know if you, it's online anywhere, but maybe I'll talk to. You.
0: So, Galah Magazine is edited oh, and owned the most by most beautiful magazine um, about country Australia, country life, yeah, and, and, and Bel rural... Annabelle Hickson. That's her name. I, yeah. I, I forgot for a minute. So she has produced, it must be like three or four issues out of Tenderfield. And it's gathering quite a bit of momentum in that regional media sphere. Anyway, it's a great magazine. And, and this
1: old fashioned chocolate cake is, they think it's from the depression era housewife because it doesn't have eggs or butter in it. Right. Because you you can usually make a cake without butter, but Eggs yeah. anyway. So it was so, dare I say, uh, moist. And
0: <laughs> I it, like the word dense better. Uh
1: thank you. Okay, yes. dense. Dense. It
0: was delicious.
1: Yum. So you use Looks plain good. flour, sugar, cocoa powder, half a cup. Oh, that's um, quite a lot. Then it's got a bit of salt, bicarb soda. And what else it's got is espresso coffee. Which again, again makes it not as sweet and just absolutely delicious. It uses vegetable oil and then boiling water. It's so good.
0: Oh, winner! I'm always after an easy chocolate. Sorry cake. that I didn't bring any for you because we ate it. Yeah, well, we nearly ate all of that, but you know, thoughtful like that. <laughs> anyway, I love a cake. It's <laughs> such a great comfort food, yeah. and I love a banana cake and a chocolate cake. And I'm going to make about that celebrating
1: two cakes. Yeah. Yeah. And like you know,
0: enjoying it with friends and family. So, and when someone else makes a cake, oh my god, this bloody dog Daisy, zip it. Um. Anyway, I'm a really friendly person. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good dog. Owner. Sal just got a dog. Tell me about oh your my dog. Gosh. So
1: uh, we have a puppy. Her name is Clover, which was named by Sophie uh, about the. It's named after the grass that is the yummiest for the cows to eat. Uh, and That's so gorgeous. I know because she such loves, a lovely, she thinks it's like finding it's a-, a four-leaf clover, having a oh, puppy. Having a mustard dog. Yeah, she's a, a full um, Australian Kelpie. She looks like Annie on Mustard dogs owned by Frank Finger. Mm. And which she is, such a great is show. pretty wild, but she's so cute when she's asleep, which is not that much. Right. But yeah, so our our house is full and happy at the moment. Happy, tired. If sleep deprived, are
0: you up a couple of times a night?
1: Yeah, mm. I made my husband get up for the first time last night. He's never got up for any kids ever, mm. but he got up for the puppy.
0: Mm. <gasps> wow. Well. I have some feelings about that. Yeah the last baby the furry baby <laughs> yeah well we'll see if we've still got it next week um She's I love like I love mustard dogs and if you haven't got into that with your family Go there! Oh, it's ABC. It's
1: captivating it's really Australian fun. viewing. Yeah. It's really good. Such a good, totally show. recommend it. But Liz, tell me about Meg Mason's Sorrow and Bliss because I have been wanting to read this book for so
0: long. Read I think it. It's my foot. <laughs> read this book. It is such a good book. I really, really loved it, Sal. Um, you would really love it. It's a beautiful story. Meg Mason is such a beautiful writer. She writes from the viewpoint of Martha. So you okay. get to meet Martha. Um, and how old is Martha? Mm, she's like in her 30s maybe. You It tracks actually. It goes from her childhood into her marriage and you find out about um, she marries a childhood friend. That's from page one. Okay. And it just documents her life. It's a really beautiful, lovely tale. She's gorgeous. I was recommended this book by my friend Tanya who gave it to me and said it's quite dark but it's witty Wow. And I've got to say, I would probably say the same thing because it's quite an unusual recommendation in that it is quite dark. I mean, it, it could be triggering for those with mental illness, It's, um, but it also is quite liberating because the book is very much about not being defined by mental illness. It tracks her through some really dark periods. There's one part where she's living under her dad's desk while he's working because that's the only place that she feels safe and they do this gorgeous thing which I have to mention um he gives her a dictionary and says make a sentence starting with every letter of the alphabet and it's this gorgeous thing that they do together so in order that's so mate I'll do one for you after Barbara's contentious divorce (laughs) everyone felt genuinely hurt Including justifiably, kin left melancholically, noting or perhaps questioning rumours suggesting that unannounced Vincent wed an uxorious young Zimbabwean. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that gorgeous? <laughs> so and then um, Martha says, "Sometimes, still, when I can't sleep, I make them up in my mind." K is the hardest. Oh wow!
1: Yeah, that's yeah. so
0: great. And it's a it- really lovely. It's and it's funny. Like there's some really funny parts in it too, where she's helping a sister through labor, and to do so gives her um, reads her the celebrity. Column in like out of the mail. Daily Mail. <laughs> so cool. It's just funny like that. I don't even really know how to describe it other than witty. And you would love it. It's a lovely journey through her mental health journey, and she makes and breaks friendships. But her sister and parents are always there. And there's a lot of forgiveness, moving forward, and finding resolutions. And there's a lot of that um, strength in love. It's beautiful. Five star. Highly recommend. Wow.
1: And is it sorrow and bliss? So do you laugh and cry? Yeah, you do. Wow. Some parts
0: are actually really funny. And, um, yeah, and other parts. But, gosh, Meg Mason does such a good job at making you really connect with the characters. Gosh,
1: isn't it? Are you kind of proud that she's an Australian yeah, writer? Yeah, Like I amazing. love it when Australians
0: do so well. And so many great Australian female writers out there at the moment. So I've heard this described as Sally Rooney's Normal People meets Eleanor Oliphant's oh, Completely I loved, Fine. I loved Eleanor yeah. Oliphant's
1: Completely Fine. Did you?
0: Yeah, I loved it. So it's a bit like that. It's got that kind of energy. Um, I can't wait to read it. It's terrific. You'll really love it. So, yeah. What did you read this week? So
1: I've read another Australian author, Diana Reid, her first – it's her debut novel, Love and Virtue, Um, and it is just about that. So it's about love and virtue. In fact, it opens with a quote from Cicero where it says, Many wish not so much to be as to seem to be endowed with real virtue. And it really is oh. about that, you know, in your 20s, she's a, at the uh, prestigious Australian uh, Sydney Uni and mm. on college. I don't know mm. if the colleges in themselves are prestigious, but it certainly <laughs> seems yeah, like are, that. Think, they don't yeah. behave like they are. Uh, and it is about, you know, finding yourself, fitting in, mm. uh, behaving, doing things that you might not. Uh, otherwise do in order to fit in. It's about female friendships, uh, love, trauma. In fact, it's actually really interesting because the book didn't progress how I initially thought because there's a first act that opens in the opening pages and I thought this is what the book was going to be about where it's an act that happens in O-Week where they're very drunk, these freshers or first year uni um, students. And she basically has sex with someone she thinks she doesn't know she wakes up she's vomiting there's a guy kind of on her she can't the next day she can't remember who the guy was and I thought it was going to be a deep exploration on consent and rape culture and um, you know drinking to oblivion and it actually there's a completely different plot within that and so it's only just one layer it's so beautifully written um and it actually goes into a lot about white privilege so uh
0: I'll read you one section um which is such a funny time in your life isn't it breaking out of school and then whatever you might do you're just trying to do the right thing.
1: I know. Trying to you're really, in,
0: but also find yourself and be yeah. your unique self. Well, she's
1: also studying philosophy. So there is a little bit of Sally Rooney-esque. Um, the last book you read, what was her last book? Not Normal People but... Um,
0: Beautiful World, Where I. Yeah,
1: so that book had so many um, kind of existential crises within it. Yeah. So this one, um, Michaela, who's the main character, who you see the story through her eyes, she is... There is a bit of an you know explosion into normative culture and um so it is kind of interesting learning a bit more about that. But it's definitely not just about that. It's mm-hmm. not kind of as kind of I don't know. She's certainly, you know, when you're in first year uni and you think you're so intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you're like, oh yeah. my gosh, I'm so look worldly at that when sentence. you leave school. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and the truth is not the truth. Yes. But anyway, it's not it's not really contrived and mm. it's it's really great read actually. But she reads this story um, and for me personally because I went to Sydney Uni and I went to college there and it was very much kind of doing a bit of time travel and thinking about my time mm. there through a different lens. Mm. So that was a little bit triggering for me but not so much. You know, it was it was just kind of thinking about and reassessing my behaviour with the hindsight of 20 years. Yeah, of course. I Um, think everyone would do that. But there's one, this point is is just a really good assessment of her writing in that she said it was the most extravagant event. So this is, she's talking about a university ball. Mm Mm-hmm a college ball sorry um it was the most extravagant event i've ever attended and likely ever will and at no point did the thought that i did not deserve this extravagance that no one did that i was greedy and gluttonous even from partaking cross my mind this current congregation plucked and gelled and taped to their physical peak was very much a pampered irrelevant minority but at the time more exhilarating than a cigarette thick line of cocaine snorted off a microwave plate in the junior common room was the thought that this this party this extravaganza was the place to be and that everyone except us was missing out.
0: <laughs> it's such that time of your life, isn't it? You think the world, nothing else is happening except what's happening to Absolutely. you.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I, I remember my mum kept saying, oh,
0: my gosh,
1: this is so, so hedonistic. Mm. Like young people are mm. just living that they don't care about the world around them and I think it definitely is mm. it really does capture what kind of being in your 20s is but let me say it's a lot different now than it was when we were there you mm. know the kind of the debauchery and mm. the it's not it's kind of frowned on now which I think is a good thing Absolutely. you know with the rise of feminism and Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins mm. have had a lot to do with that as well kind of mm. breaking down these cultural mm. hierarchies mm. anyway really interesting really great read actually what would uh, there, you give it if you had to give it some much. stars
0: oh look it's hard look i would probably give it four stars wow that's pretty good yeah yeah Sorry, i'm just getting daisy's eating a turnip oh my gosh <laughs> is it a turnip i don't yeah, know it is. is that what that is yeah oh <laughs> my Oh my God. Anyway, she was quiet good. for a minute. Yeah. Um, give four it stars to her. is pretty good. Yeah. I, did I say I'd give Sorrow and Bliss five stars? Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's so good. So, I'm glad we've had a good. I don't think we should ever talk about books that we'd give anything less than. Like, I don't want to talk about books we wouldn't recommend, right?
1: Yeah, but I want to read some sexy books. Oh yeah, and I don't necessarily. Trying. I'm not probably not going to give them four stars. I just want to
0: probably won't
1: <laughs> get jiggy with it um but the food within love and virtue is yes. all about kind of stuff that induces what they call grog bog oh my god
0: <laughs> so it's all hangover food they talk
1: about that do yeah. they say that wow it's a
0: it's what's your best hangover food sal
1: well i remember when i was at college i used to have cheesy beans because you could microwave it and mm. we didn't have access to ovens so yeah. you do baked beans and then just cheese and whack it in the microwave yeah would entice some Bog bog. um, and then there's other things that now I'm a toasted sandwich person oh yum what about you I What's your kind of comfort food? I'm more food? of a
0: sweet person not a savory oh
1: really yeah I like it like
0: oh I love an icy cold coke oh. yeah I know <laughs> um I like just yeah I when like sweet things you a like coke, a keg like. oh like when I was pregnant like if I feel sick, yeah, I'm going for a bit of, you know, that morning sickness feeling, yeah, I'm going for a Coke then. Yeah. Um. Some food news. Can we talk about this place stinks like raw turnip? Can you smell that? Yes. <laughs> Can you oh hear
1: Daisy crunching? She's a mad
0: dog. That is hilarious. So the reason why I brought the turnip is because I wanted to speak to Sal about this book that you had been reading. Let's do that first then. Yeah. Can we talk about it? Oh. Oh, there's always people here we Not have um delivery it's a very professional outfit
1: <laughs> so I went into this uh bookshop and it sang to me <laughs>
0: can you tell that story so last week I did the Jimmy Barnes book and every time I talked to my husband about cooking from that book where the river bends um by Jane and Jimmy Barnes I cooked a potato bake if you want to see it I posted it on Instagram it was so delicious and Every time I mention it to Tom, my husband, he goes, wah! <laughs> that's he thinks it's so appropriate that's... when we talk about I'm Jimmy Barnes. That
1: potato bake this week. So anyway, this, um, it's this, good. This and you pour sang... the cream
0: on the top. Yeah. That's the trick. Yeah. Not layer the cream, yeah.
1: just on the top. I yeah. know. Okay, good. So this book sang to me, not like Jimmy Barnes does. Can you just do that once wah! more? <laughs> it's... It's called Use It All, The Cornersmith Guide to a More Sustainable Kitchen, and I went to it because I'm really trying to um, reduce my waste, mm. my food waste. And also, your food
0: bill. Yeah. And you can use all your food. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So it talks about there's eight different shopping baskets that you can go just buy these whole ingredients. So they're very much in not just reducing food waste but in reducing Plastic waste as well. Mm. It's two friends, um, Alex Elliot Howery and Jamie Edwards. Are they Australian? Mm, I think so. Yeah. It sounds Australian and all the ingredients are Australian. Yeah. But
0: You'd know when to it's – because that that it's quite seasonal anyway.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's published in Australia. Mm. Yeah. And – so there's seasonal produce, so like for shopping basket one, it's got eggs, broccoli, leafy greens, soft herbs, parmesan, ricotta and rhubarb. Mm. And then it goes through all the things that you can cook just with those ingredients. Great. So it's
0: really, really and they'd cool. And they use everything, like the leaves off the – different beetroot or whatever it might be yeah Yeah,
1: and I've made a rhubarb and ricotta tea cake which was so yummy yum Uh, so that has it's got a bit of coconut butter cuts to sugar some two teaspoons of lemon juice eggs ricotta
0: full cream milk it's another milky cake I'm really in that milky cake. so I brought the turnip because I knew that Sal was going to bring this book and I didn't even know it was a turnip I just brought it because I got it in that You know when you order online through Woolies and then they substitute substitute things. So I had two of them and I brought them in to see Sal and I said, what is this? So Um, this book says
1: with a turnip you could
0: roast them, obviously.
1: Yeah, you're not going to – no one is eating (laughs) that turnip. She's devoured the whole thing. She's such a Labrador. At least she's been quiet. Eat Um, But then you could also make a hearty roast vegetable soup. And another thing I really like about this book is you can substitute so many ingredients. So – when in all their recipes, it's got, you know, you could use leafy greens, which is anything you mm. could use. Um, Tell me,
0: um, I always have celery at the back of the fridge. Oh, okay. What am so I doing let with me celery? Look at
1: celery. So it says celery is crunchy and salty and fresh, so it matches but well with But it's not by the time it's in the back of my cupboard. Okay. So what it says to do with a waste tip for the few stalks in soup or bolognese um don't throw away these tired stalks instead braise them in butter and you'll have a quick and delicious side dish that's it i've never tried cooked celery what do you think about just that in butter yeah so you cut the celery stalks have to be an a lot of butter and it just says one <laughs> tablespoon of butter <laughs> need some
0: nuts on it or something and a bit of
1: veggie stock yeah, it mm. says you can sprinkle with parsley or celery leaves. I don't know about that. Hey. And a ba- and
0: a bunch of cheese.
1: Oh, I don't know about hot celery.
0: Mm. Hot celery <laughs> sounds like a band. <laughs> like, mash potato, mash potato. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cook it for you. Next time you come to my house you not. get a little hot buttered celery. <laughs> Remember you recommended Sal. Also, quick pickled celery. We've talked about this
1: before, mm. how you just put any any kind of vegetable in yes. vinegar and it tastes like vinegar. Yes. <laughs> so
0: we could do it's that good for you.
1: And then garlicky celery leaf pesto. Mm. Oh, because you use the leaves you- of celery as well. Oh, okay. So they're into using the whole ingredient. Usually I just put them in the compost yeah. bin.
0: But yeah.
1: it's a really good book. What else do you
0: have in the back of your fridge? Um, well, I did have a turnip. Don't anymore. <laughs> what about bananas? Oh, okay. So let me look up. B for bananas. I enjoyed making that banana cake with my old bananas. B. But, you know, something a bit different. <gasps> okay. So they've got the things that Matt would make, which is like a quick banana and coconut chutney. Oh, yeah. banana chips. Oh, yeah. Yum. I get daisy banana chips at the dog park. Weird, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You give she her banana chip, yeah. But what, the lady, like for there was a good? lady at the dog park. Well, just to come to me, Aww. so she'll follow me around and eat the banana chips. But Mate, a lady at the park today meat. took some cooked chicken. Wow! So I was dead to Daisy. She was like, "Oh my god, you can cooked take your banana chicken." Chip. Yeah, because she gave Daisy some, and then she gave me some to give Daisy. I was like, "Please <laughs> stop feeding my Labrador. Oh my she'll never come to me." Anyway, <laughs> it was a good day at the park, wasn't it, Days? Now she's smashed a turnip. She's having a good day. So what am I doing with the banana? <laughs> Another recipe it has, which I remember doing this when they were babies.
1: So you freeze the bananas, you peel them and freeze them. Mm. That's a hot tip. Because mm. I thought you just chucked them in with the skins on. But yeah, then me too. it's hard. Then how to would do that? you peel? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So you Free put the frozen bananas in a food processor with a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, vanilla extract, oh, and a squeeze of lemon juice. Yum! And then it just becomes like and call it banana ice cream. Oh, yum! That is so clever. That's really my kids healthy. Would love that. Oh my god! I was about to
0: say you could put chocolate sauce all over it, but then oh, not it healthy. says for an
1: adult's version, one to two tablespoons of rum. Oh, hello! Happy days. Now I'll come over <laughs>
0: for your hot <laughs> celery
1: dish. <laughs> You're gonna serve me rum banana. Yeah, rum does go with bananas, doesn't it? Yum. They've also got this use it all loaf, which I haven't cooked yet, but I think I'll try it. Mm. But it's got it says use so it all. You use 300 grams of grated fruit or vegetables. So, for example, anything in the bottom of your, your right, fruit like bowl, carrot or yeah, apple, pear, carrot, pumpkin, beetroot, zucchini. Oh, you'd love that. You definitely yum. whack a zucchini. Yeah. In then there. what do you do? Oh, and then it says 75 grams of pantry strays. I love that. What's that mean? So choc chips, dried fruits, nuts, oh. seeds or a combination. Oh,
0: well, great idea. Right up your alley.
1: Yeah. Then what? So you whistler, flour, bicarb soda, salt and ground spices in a bowl. Mm. This is actually right up my alley cooking because I love just to
0: whack whatever yeah, I've too. got in because I hate chopping so yeah, much. Yeah, same. Spices. That would make it. That would yeah. lift it. Yeah. So you then beat what? the
1: eggs and sugar. Um, slowly add the oil, and then you add the grated fruit or vegetables and stir to combine. Fold the wet mixture into the dry mix with your pantry strays. Got to love that. Mm. And then bake it for 50 or 60 minutes. Oh. Voila. And they've put a, a heap of nuts on top to make it look pretty.
0: Yeah, and you just need a few of those
1: little things to lift it. Yeah. So it says combinations we like, pumpkin, apple, ground ginger and pepitas. Oh, yum. Or you could do beetroot, pear, allspice and choc chip. Or you could do zucchini, apple and hazelnut.
0: Yum. Yeah. Or you could just do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah,
0: I'm going to try the pumpkin one. Yum. Or squash. Squash is such a shit vegetable, don't you think? Oh, Turnip, I reckon, would probably be more shit than squ- isn't squash pumpkin.
1: No, squash
0: is oh, that little, is that little thing, thing that yeah, the little like star kind of thing.
1: Being squashed. Yeah, your that foot. is
0: yuck, gross. Yeah,
1: that's what I hate about. Um, oh, we went past this field when we were in the country, and it had free veggies. Yeah, oh, it free was squash. just turnips and squash. Yeah, they're like the leftover dregs
0: that no one ever yeah. wants. Peter Rabbit, he likes them. <laughs> mr mcgregor's garden (laughs) can i quickly tell you about a veggie dish that could work yes so this week i read in the new york times this columnist who's a food writer talked about food from the 90s and a source from the 90s and he said i am a chef that is a product of the generation of children that went home after school and watched cooking shows Mm. and i remember watching ready steady cook i remember watching like in the holidays, shows with my nan that had cooking segments, like with Bert oh. Newton and like Ray Martin. Remember those sort of cooking? You didn't watch them. You can tell from your face. No, base. I
1: sorry, I didn't have a TV growing up, so mm. I didn't ever get to have the
0: luxury of learning how to cook. Oh, <laughs> from the TV! You just told us you went to Sydney Sydney Uni College. Like, get out the violin. There was no That's cooking so ad for you. <laughs> And, yes, oh. yes. Sorry about my anyway. So um this guy talks about all the different sauces that changed his life. One was from the 90s, and he talks about how he makes Brussels sprouts and scallops in this sauce, and you can put it in anything, and it lifts the meal. So I tried it this week. Yeah, had and it I go. well, I did it with salmon. This is the sauce. Two tablespoons of fresh lime juice. I just put in a whole lime. Maple syrup. You're mm, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Dijon mustard garlic powder I just put in garlic Um, and then it's like a glaze and bacon so you cook whatever you're cooking with the bacon yeah and then you glaze that at the end the sauce and it's maple syrup
1: is from today and golden syrup is from the 90s
0: do you think I don't know the difference yeah there's a difference and want to know something that I haven't said I used golden syrup not maple syrup (gasps) because I don't have any (laughs) so that could have a some sort of reason why it just tasted like mustard on my salmon oh and in fact yummy though it was really yummy good to try something a bit different
1: yeah do you know my go-to salmon um flavor Mm. is miso we do a miso salmon where you put the miso in
0: mirin Mm. you mix that together and then just put it on top of the salmon the kids love it yeah yum yeah we cook salmon in a paper bag like in oh, um, baking remember, paper. Yeah. Yeah. It stops the house from getting too salmon-y, like yeah. too fishy. Yep. yeah, it's a I good really food. don't like that. Yeah. Anyway, Fish. we could oh. talk all afternoon.
1: Good luck with your puppy. Thanks. I'll report back. Oh. I won't have any shoes next week. But, God, she's cute, especially when she's asleep. Can you post a photo, please?
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Dude. Sure. I will. Maybe one day you can bring her and she can hang out with Turnip. <laughs>
1: You've got it, we've gotta post a photo of Daisy in the turn-up
0: too. Next episode, Sal wants to read some sex books. So anyway, that'll be interesting. Um, we'll be getting right across that. And should we finish with your love poem? Oh yeah, I've got a love poem. But before I get to the love poem, I wanna say thanks so much to all our friends for listening and friends of friends, and we get such lovely feedback. And if you are having a good time here, great. Welcome. We're so Ha- glad and happy and yeah, please subscribe you if you can and send it to your book club or whatever send it to no one just enjoy it if you like <laughs> um i found a great poem in the new yorker mag i thought this was a good way to round out february it says are you in the mood that's the title <laughs> i am let's put the kids down have a light dinner shower maybe not drink so much and do that thing i would rather do with you than anyone else lie in bed And look at our iPhones. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs)